The Great Canadian Talk Show. There's only a couple of watts, but I brought the truth to everyone within three blocks of the west side of campus. No way! Yes way! And now, let's get right down to business with Marty Gold. Greetings, greetings, wherever you are. This is Marty Gold, and I'm bringing you the Great Canadian Talk Show podcast. This is episode seven of season four. I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank our new listeners. Uh, we've, uh, with regards to our, our immediate previous podcast uh, about the disabled woman, Tamara Bard, who narrowly escaped a terrible fate in a house fire on college after a, a year of misadventure with uh, tenants that had been revolving doored in and out of that house. Uh, we uh, posted in the episode description the GoFundMe link that her daughter had uh, had started. And as well, we've uh, one of our listeners has would like to offer her, I assume that they've had a conversation, but they had a couple of suites who were coming onto the market and they're going to see if her budget and other circumstances would allow uh, for her to uh, become their tenant and hopefully have a more peaceful life. Uh, I really encourage you to listen to that episode and to share it. It talks a lot. That episode speaks to the kind of disorder that's going on um, that's under the radar because you're generally speaking, your reporters, your, uh, your newscasters, your editors, they don't live in situations where you've got a revolving door of um, social misfits and other types that uh, cannot conduct themselves in a peaceful manner in a residential setting. And uh, when the social justice warrior crowd looks towards what they call the housing first policy, for some people it will work. In a lot of cases, it will not. And the burden of, of grief is felt uh, both by the landlords and property owners, but especially by other tenants. And so I want to, want to thank you for the reaction we've gotten so far. And of course, take a look at that, uh, that episode and share it uh, as well. We'll bring you more updates. Uh, I we were actually given an update with regards to the injuries and fatality. I don't want to share that until um, until I see if the um, police or other authorities do so. Um, but we are keeping an eye on that situation. When I come back from this break, uh, we're going to pick up on what we kicked off the year with. Episode one about Dr. Joss Reimer from the Winnipeg Regional Health Authority. If you thought her opinions uh, about downtown safety were ludicrous delusional, off-base, dismissive, rude. You ain't seen nothing yet. She's got a lot of opinions about a lot of things, but very few of them seem to pertain to her actual job, which is maintaining Winnipeg's hospitals and helping to fix health care and the delivery of health care services. I'll be back with more of the details right after this break. The Great Canadian Talk Show podcast is always listening to you. Send in your comments, story tips, and ideas to martygoldlive at gmail.com, T-G-C-T-S, making sure your voice is heard. It's like beefs and bouquets. Well, not really. I don't think this is a, a gold star award that Winnipeg should be proud of when you're featured in the federal conservatives, what went wrong in Canada. <laughs> Uh, scenarios and Winnipeg's at the top of the class. So it's it's not something of a badge of honor, I think, for the current leadership at City Hall to wear. You're listening to the Great Canadian Talk Show with Marty Gold. Perhaps you or Peter Warren could tell us. On actionline.ca. 
carrying on with uh, a revisiting, as I promised since episode one uh, of season four here, 2024. There's a lot more to jo- Dr. Joss Reimer than what we discussed in that episode. And I just want to touch on some, but now just to refresh, uh, well, to tell those of you that uh, may not have been subscribed on Spotify, may have missed that podcast, may not have seen it on actionline.ca. Um, Dr. Joss Reimer is full of opinions about lots of things. She wrote on Christmas, uh, sorry, on New Year's Eve, rather, on New Year's Eve, she wrote about how she works on Main Street and claimed that she runs or uh, or cycles to work. And uh, people tell her how dangerous it is to walk in the area. And here's her experience. And her experience was, in a nutshell, the most dangerous thing are SUVs and trucks. Because she's never seen anything go wrong. She's never heard anything go wrong. She runs through the neighborhood and somehow she missed it. So all SUVs and trucks are a re- very real danger on all our roads. I'm left wondering how much of people's perception of downtown, of danger downtown. It's just good old-fashioned racism. Or as one wag put it, don't you just hate it when you're walking downtown on the sidewalk... And a Mazda stabs you and takes your wallet. The Bartley Kivas parody Twitter account explained exactly what was going on. Pillar of Community confirms what most have known for years. Anyone who perceives that downtown is dangerous is just racist. And any actual danger is a result of SUVs and trucks. And people were shocked by this. People, One of our listeners has three nurse friends, she said, that worked at the emergency department at HSC. Maybe she goes speak with them. Her lack of knowledge shows how privileged her new position is. Never mind the cars and racism taking points, or talking points, I guess I meant, from liberals. There was a lot of strong reaction, seeing that uh, Joss Reimer on New Year's Eve was basically calling Winnipeggers concerned with their safety downtown racists. One person saying, I checked out her profile earlier. She's a special one, all right. She continually whines about misogyny. Simultaneously thanking people for their support of being elected president of something important. That would be the, I guess, Canadian Medical Association. But she believes the medical field is misogynistic. Crying from her ivory tower. Another comment, the last few years have revealed just how large a number of people who are academically, quote, smart, but are some of the stupidest people walking the planet. I already knew they existed, just not to this degree. I didn't realize that Joss Reimer was such a controversial figure uh, when I did that podcast. Uh, another comment uh, drawn to my attention directly. During each of her green-hued pandemic propaganda videos, I would marvel at her disheveled, I just got out of bed appearance. The hippy-dippy flower child, crazy blue-haired bitch vibe. And that look in her eyes spoke loudly to me. The wackiest of the lefties now calls the shots. Yay! Now, a few hours after this uh, these discussions about her point of view on uh, uh, how dangerous or not downtown is and how SUVs and trucks are the real mortal danger to all of you. She made sure to tweet out special thanks to all the healthcare workers, but especially those in the ERs for your hard work. You keep showing up to work and doing your best for the community. Really? So you see, she's a virtue signaler. She's a politician, more so than she's a doctor at this stage of life. Putting out a tweet at one point about how uh, time for your regular reminder that doctors did not receive any money from government or pharma companies to promote the COVID vaccines. She says there's just not enough money to bribe us all because there's so many of us in Canada and the U.S. As was pointed out by good old woke golden boy, firing people for disagreeing isn't the same as bribing those who agree, Dr. Joss. You know that already. 
And you can see the kind of mentality she has to anything that challenges her far-left orthodoxy, both in the medical field and in uh, matters of social interest. She'll retweet doctors, apparently doctors, that call uh, those who uh, have promoted or spoken about the effectiveness of ivermectin or hydrochloroquine, uh, hydroxychloroquine rather, as COVID cranks. She retweets that. Retweets that they're the zombie drugs of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, the drug adverse event comparison from 1996 to the end of 2023, ivermectin, 4,297, HCQ, 29,000 and change, COVID vaccines, 1.6 million. Of course, you shouldn't think about, you know, the adverse events. Just take it because people like Joss Reimer insist it's good for you. But that's not all she's tweeted about. A lot of them are simply not relevant to her public role managing and fixing Winnipeg's hospitals and healthcare delivery system. She's big on the climate change file, fans. With one person, again, right around the beginning of the year, uh, tweeting about the vibe among climate uh, scientists has changed from preventing climate disaster to mitigating impact last several years. It's too far gone. It will happen regardless. Now it's more about survival. And what did your chief doctor in Winnipeg say? Agree. Climate change is happening. There's still so much we can do to slow it down and to prepare for it. She goes and retweets charts claiming 2023 was the hottest year on record. Uh, a graph that she says shows it's not due to El, El Nino. The climate crisis is the biggest threat facing humanity, and we need to prepare now. She's trying to convince all of Canada's doctors that the climate crisis is the biggest threat facing humanity. Think again. She's a politician, and a certain kind of politician. And whether or not the temperature measurement stations, the, uh, temperature, uh, the, the weather stations had been moved hither and yon and, and uh, taken away from some places where weather was colder and installed places where temperature was warmer. These variables don't, none of that matters to her. On January 9th, after she went off on climate yet again, I got a comment from a listener. This kind of reminds me of a John Cougar Mellencamp concert I went to years ago. He got up on stage, started telling everybody his views on the war in Iraq and all this other garbage. And all I kept thinking was, I came here and paid good money to listen to you sing, not spout off politics. I feel that any person in a position of authority should just be focused on, on that. I don't want or care about their personal life. and I don't care about their opinions. A couple of days later, Joss Reimer pays attention to the public outrage about the emergency rooms that she's running, tweeting that ERs across the country are experiencing unacceptable wait times. It's time to change our system and bolster primary care by supporting team-based care and reducing administrative burden. Oh, boy. A comment again from a listener. This is ludicrous bureaucratic thinking, totally outdated and typical of the medical establishment. That's Joss Reimer. It's self-serving, completely misses the point. The thing needs to change. The pressure to solve the issues needs to be amped up tenfold. Those res- this response is unserious. Start clearing the emergency departments today. Only a bureaucrat could suggest a solution that will take 15 years to implement, ensuring job security for said bureaucrat. While Joss Reimer focuses on these things, and, and, and worse, as we'll get to, did you know, for instance, Health Sciences Center, where she practices, comes under her purview as head of the WHA? HSC has the only pediatric intensive care unit in the province. It's a 10-bed unit. 
They've been consistently for about three months at 16 to 17 patients. Other pediatric facilities in Canada also overloaded. The nurses union has made a little bit of noise about this. I don't think Josh Reimer has, let alone seek a solution to figure out where they can get staff, enable extra beds in the pediatric ICU. Ah, it's just the lives of children. January 14th, she's not tweeting about that. She's not concerned about that. She's concerned about, I see a lot of people saying electric vehicles are no good in a Canadian winter, but I have to say the instant heat. Never having to get out of the car to fill up and never worrying about it not starting has been ace. 10-10 do recommend. You can tell she makes over $400,000 a year. I see a lot of very expensive trucks that never haul anything driving around the city and they cost more than most electric vehicles. Oh. Oh, so the concept the trucks go to a work site and haul stuff back and forth between work sites, that escapes her. Hmm. Matter of fact, when she made this comment that 1010 do recommend, a notable Toronto hockey author retweeted her. People who say EVs are no good in winter don't understand the technology or just don't want to change from their fossil fuels car. Yeah, because here in Winnipeg, unlike you in Toronto, Damian Cox, we don't want to freeze to death like you would on Saturday night, for instance, with a 70 kilometer an hour winter. Is it 70 miles? Now, meanwhile, over the course of the weekend, we found out that somebody dropped dead at the St. Boniface Hospital Emergency Department after a five-hour wait. They had been having diagnostic tests done. So, obviously, something was not right with this person. Uh, And uh, we'll see what other information comes out. People are pretty outraged. At least it wasn't a 16-hour wait, which I think was the case of the other death. Is that the case of the other death? Was out of the grace? So, you had two people. These are... um, uh, Incidents that would qualify to be investigated. They had 10 last year. I think it was 10 through November. I'm not quite sure about December. December was included. We had two in like two weeks here in Winnipeg. Somebody drops dead in the St. Bonifs emergency room. What does she do? She picks up on uh, an obnoxious individual repeating a great letter to the editor in today's free press about driving an electric vehicle. And she goes, this has been my experience, a much better winter car than my gas car ever was. Now, what is she endorsing? just want to show you the brain power possessed by Winnipeg's top doctor when it comes to things like science. So this letter to the editor being quoted that she's endorsing, it has a range of 250 kilometers in the winter, less than the 450 during warmer weather. Funny thing, as busy as we are, we don't find ourselves driving 250 kilometers daily. Well, that's great. What happens if you want to go to Brandon? Would you like to die on the highway or just not be able to find a place to charge it in Brandon? What happens if you want to go someplace a little more remote? Enjoy our province, enjoy wildlife, enjoy the great outdoors. Well, you know, the university professors, Josh Reimer, ah, you don't want to leave your fossil fuel vehicle. You just don't understand how good it is to have your range cut by... 200 kilometers by 200 down to 250. This is great. Now, people, of course, jumped all over her for this today as I record this. You previously said you walked or rode a bike to work. Why do you drive if you find vehicles dangerous on the streets? Another person asking, will an EV tow my my camper trailer across the prairies? Does it have a fifth wheel hitch? Can you imagine? 
Ty's saying, Josh, for a doctor, you sure aren't smart. If I have a road trip in winter for more than 250 kilometers, a two-hour drive, how am I supposed to complete this in minus 40 when the range drops 40 to 50%? Another person, how much do your batteries cost to replace? Another person asks, do you park outside overnight or drive long distances? You can bet A, she doesn't drive long distances. Actually, that's B, because A, she parks in a heated garage. Now, someone else asked her, well, how is it a better vehicle? The two biggest perks, Joss Reimer, Winnipeg's leading scientist, you never have to worry it won't start and heat is instant. You don't have to turn it on or wait for the engine to heat up. And the response from one individual, of course, you know, if it doesn't start, you can't get it towed out of a garage because it weighs so much. All right. How much does the battery replacement cost? But she makes four four nineteen a year or something. She doesn't care about you peons, you peasants, worrying about how much your vehicle's gonna end up costing. Right? It's a small price to pay for saving the planet, one of her acolytes tweeted. Someone else said, ER weights are insane. Go to fucking work. Good idea. Well, it was just around January twelfth, thirteenth. She again, she loves retweeting, uh, you know, echo the echo chamber. She believes in the echo chamber. Or some fellow with a Ukrainian flag in his uh, in his bio. I miss the days of Twitter pre-Musk. It feels like the time spent here is diminishing returns, and she has an arrow pointing down, going definitely this. Diminishing returns because on Twitter, people can tell her where she's incorrect, wrong, privileged. Lacking focus on her job, promoting left-wing, far-left-wing woke narratives. You're racist if it's dangerous downtown. Electric vehicles are way better in the winter because they warm up instantly. Don't worry about having to replace the battery. Oh, you don't make $420,000 a year. One of our listeners tweeting right at her, the days when government could decide the truth. Yeah, that's good. Another person indicating a Twitter pre-Musk was actively canceling anyone who questioned the government narrative, particularly on COVID, at the government's behest, it turns out. So what you're really missing is the echo chamber it used to be. In that case, blue sky might be a better place for you. Joss Reimer concentrating on electric vehicles, on climate change, on the dangers presented by SUVs and trucks without which people would freeze to death on our roadsides beyond question. Getting to and from work? Forget about it. Can't afford an EV? Too bad. Beware. She also retweeted a post from the Canadian Medical Association about a conference they're having about mainstream media, changes in mainstream media. Her organization, collaboration with Abacus Data CA, working to understand the impacts of these changes on health misinformation. Do you trust somebody who doesn't recognize that unlike her, some folks drive more than 250 miles in a day and would like a vehicle that they know will start, that if they run out of juice, somebody can just show up with a jerry can and fill the tank? and get them to safety. She doesn't care about any of that. It doesn't register with her. Because she agrees that climate disaster is too far gone. There's so much we can do to slow it down and prepare for it. 
I think ultimately somebody had the right idea. Please spend less time on Twitter. Spend more time on doing your job. There are people dying in emergency rooms. But Josh Reimer is too busy lecturing you about your lifestyle, about your values, about what's important to you, and that you just don't understand the science of car batteries, I guess, as well as she does. I'll be back to wrap up this episode of the Great Canadian Talk Show podcast right after this. Is your business plagued by thefts and break-ins? Is your residential property under siege by out-of-control crime and vandalism? You need effective safety measures to protect your property. Jamrock Security can help you today. We have the expertise to deliver the right solutions and get your security problems under control. Call 204-880-1564 or contact our website, jamrocksecurity.ca. Do security. Do it smart. Jamrock Security. And they're saying the judge got it wrong, everyone got it wrong, everyone is wrong, but the city of Winnipeg. Do you have a comment, story tip, or want to advertise or support the Great Canadian Talk Show podcast? Email tgcts1 at gmail.com, join the Facebook group, or follow us on Twitter at tgcts. You have the power. A reminder, all episodes of the Great Canadian Talk Show podcast, as well as our articles, features, reports uh, on actionline.ca. If you take a look under the the at the far right, the Watchdog blog, uh, you'll find our reports about hate crimes, anti-Semitism, our, our log there, as well as a variety of reports, including about the failed uh, so-called harm reduction uh, needle policies of the WHA in 2019. We'll see whether Joss Reimer deems it important to uh, address those kinds of issues. Of course, she won't because it doesn't impact climate change. Unbelievable. Uh, Going to have more content out this week. Another Crime Court's public safety update. Of course, your comments always welcome. Your news tips always welcome. MartyGoldLive at gmail.com. You can make interact donations through that location as well. You go to the donate page on actionline.ca uh, and there will be the link if you want to donate via PayPal, uh, or otherwise just get a hold of me. Your support is going to be needed as we uh, march forward here through the year. And I know that you're going to come through the way you did in December to help us clear out uh, the bills from last year from the election campaign. Uh, I know you're going to be here because where else are you going to hear Josh Reimer taking a task? Nowhere in the mainstream media. Nowhere in the mainstream media at all. And again, I say, you look at the reports, the podcasts, that have been put out so far in 2024, I size them up, I match them up against any that have been made available in the marketplace here in Winnipeg and in Manitoba. With your support, we're going to continue to make it happen. Back with more soon. In the meantime, always remember and never forget, we're here because you have the power. Because of you, the Great Canadian Talk Show has made headlines for over 15 years and forced important issues to be acknowledged and dealt with. The problem here is that they want everything their own way in every situation. It's unpalatable to the general public, but they're frozen out by the process. There are no subsidies for paying the bills for keeping the government honest. They just see money. Of course, it's your tax dollars, but it's being spent on their pet projects. We're on your side. A lot of these people in special interest groups, they don't bear any relationship to your life out there. 
They don't have any handle on what your reality is in your neighborhood. Support old-fashioned investigative reporting that matters. The best source of information is not the city councillor. It is this program and you listeners. Support TGCTS today. Thanks for listening to The Great Canadian Talk Show. If you want to email Marty, send it to tgcts1 at gmail.com. Or follow him on Twitter at tgcts. Uh